Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nineteen eighty-five. The world is grappling with the specter of Cold War tensions, and the United States finds itself entangled in a complex web of secrets and deceit. Amidst the chaos of multiple geopolitical battlegrounds, a clandestine alliance begins to take shape, orchestrated by a shadowy network of government officials, covert operatives, and rogue personalities. The CIA became the conduit for which a stream of illegal weapons and drugs would move across the borders of countries into the hands of rebel forces and terrorist groups. As congressional investigations would shed light on these blatantly illegal activities, at least one reporter attempted to make the deeper connection into the crack cocaine epidemic plaguing the inner cities of the U.S., this case file join the theorists as they take to the slopes and catch a few speedballs with spooks in drug wheeling and dealing in the CIA. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 287, Drug Dealing and Wheeling with the CIA. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. <clears throat> um, Some might call them back. the world's biggest drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> if you look on Reddit. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. There's nothing better than going on a deep dive. Uh, Reddit's Reddit. great. I actually, I actually found a cool Reddit page that like is run by people that are like. It's like they, I can't, I wish I had the page name with it, but it's like people are like, let's look at conspiracy theories rationally. And so they always spell out these conspiracy theories and then go with the rational theories. And then almost within five comments, it's devolved to fucking absolute insanity again. There is no taking it rationally. I love it. The, they they always give it their best. And it's then, the uh, shill. You, you get called the shill, all the names, and all of a sudden it's back down. Yeah, downvote uh, like um, army of downvotes. I mean, this one is uh, we're we're going to be talking a little bit about the CIA and uh, a lot um, about the CIA journalism and and uh, you know if you're interested in some other fucking absolute bonker shit the CIA has done. I mean, we've done other case files and we have a ton uh, on our Patreon uh, bonus content, ton of confidentials on just 
whole ridiculous CIA operations. The biggest one being that that we know of that we did the case fall on being CIA mind control, and that that ventured into Canada as well. Yeah, and that one was actually proven. Cointel Pro, Artichoke, Midnight Climax, like the list goes fucking. Yeah, it's more FBI, but uh, Operation Sea Spray, uh, fucking Gladio, <laughs> Operation Gladio. There's, I mean, there's, there's so CIA many ties. Yeah, there's so many. So when one comes around, it's hard to be like, well, they would never do that <laughs> at first glance, no matter what it is. You just look well, back. Well, they did this and this and this and this. So I don't know. I'm gonna have a look at it at least. And my, and honestly, my looking at this one, because we're talking about the CIA, uh, their dealings with the Contras and, you know, Gary Webb, the journalist, what the really overarching things that I was like, was like kind of scared me with parallels with what's happened like in today in recent times is that like the amount of influence these three letter agencies had on major news outlets, right? To like, pressure them, persuade them to kill stories because, you know, in- inevitably that's what happened and they <laughs> destroyed this guy's life. Um, I mean, you know? it's the, the story is eerily, com- you know, familiar to Danny Casaleros as well. Yeah, right? But, oh, right. but they don't have a cool syndicate like the Octopus Syndicate. The Octopus Syndicate, yeah. Right? Like, that's a cool name. That's like a, honestly, you, you could have put Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, the octopus syndicate. And, you know, he's selling yeah, a billion dollars. Castler doesn't even have a movie. Fucking Jeremy Renner plays fucking Gary Webb in a movie. That's right. right? I Let's forgot go. that there was a movie yeah. about this, about his story. What is it? Kill, kill the, the messenger? messenger. Don't kill, yeah. Ma- kill yeah, the messenger. messenger. Kill, yeah. kill the messenger. Yeah, I forgot about that. I fucking like that movie. It was a good movie. Um, anyways, for this one, we obviously got to take it back a little bit to give you a little background information. So why don't we get into what the CAA may or may not been hands-on or hands-off uh, dealing with? Well, I mean, they were actually involved during the 1980s. Uh, I mean, pretty Very big. Dan said pretty big 100% deal. involved. <laughs> well, hey, listen, you're, involved you're hearing it Nicaragua. from CIA Dan, so it's <laughs> yeah. fucking... I mean, they were heavily involved in Nicaragua. Everybody knows that. There are multiple congressional committees and investigations into the CIA's involvement. And it was it was in the fucking news. It almost killed Reagan's career as a politician. Like, it almost killed his presidency. So everybody kind of knows that the CIA was involved in supporting the Contras or the... Uh, the rebel group that was fighting against the Sandinista government of Nicaragua at the time. So the Sandinistas, uh, which um, officially known as the Sandinista National Liberation Front, or FSLN, uh, came to power in 1979 after they basically, like, coup, took over the... um, well, I they overthrew a dictator. Yeah, they overthrew the dictator, which was... was U.S.-backed. U.S. Dictator. backed dictator, um, and then the <laughs> after they overthrew that, the the the, the Sandinistas uh, took power, and then the Contras arose as a counter revolutionary group, and then they were formed to oppose the Sandinista government based on their the U.S. Uh, differing- is like it's it's much more <laughs> enjoyable for us as a country if we have a dictator in this location. So we're going to go ahead and fund. Uh, <laughs> Uh, rebels to see if we can kind of get back to how things were. <laughs> well, the uh, the San, the Sandinistas were uh, pretty much hitching their cart to the the kind of the Cuban 
like the Cubans, like they were kind of modeling their kind of revolution after the the communist uh, Cuban revolution, and they were kind of hitching their ride with the Soviet Union, kind of being like, we're going to be, we're going to institute communist socialist. Uh, uh, government style and that we're going to do these things and that, you know, we want to model ourselves after the these communist governments. USA is like, we can't have another communist stronghold in Central America. Well, we can America. have a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Loyal dictatorship. Um, which, I mean, that's... Dan, what real I, quick, pop question. You have to choose one or the other, a dictatorship or communism slash socialism. Okay, how long do we have? Because that's going to take a really long time to explain. (laughs) 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 So uh, after after this, you have Ronald Reagan, who is elected president of the United States. He takes office in 1981. The the U.S. government is already kind of pretty much heavily invested in the Contras already. They've already kind of funded them. They made a video game about them. Like, let's be honest here. They're fucking huge. (laughs) It was awesome. It's the hardest game you've ever played. Um, It's interesting. It's it's like, obviously, obviously you were doing something in the region, like outside the Cold War, there was something beneficial to having a, basically a puppet government in there for you. What they were doing, I don't know. They probably shipping out resources on the cheap to the states. probably. There was probably something beneficial to having a dictator installed rather than just like, you know, the, the, oh, it's, it was the cold war play. We could, you know, looking at the risk checkerboard, we had to make sure it wasn't just one of Of theirs. Of course it's going to be beneficial to have a guy where you got your hand up his ass controlling his mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The U S the U S had already kind of gone taken from this playbook in a couple other countries, especially in Southeast Asia. They fucking um, wrote they were... the playbook, Dan. What do you mean? <laughs> they're, they're, this, they're, is the, this is a chapter in the playbook. They're like, how to fuck up countries, 101. They're, they're fresh off, uh, <laughs> not, not too long after uh, their yeah, events in Vietnam. Right. So it's like, yeah, and they also how that kind of rolled out. We're like, okay, yeah, we'll just do that again. Um, yeah, they're like, this time we've learned from our mistakes. We've learned from well, our great like, mistakes and we well, shall win they this learned time. that time to not get directly involved in it. So now yeah, we're yeah. going to just, we're just going to fund war by proxy. Contras. We're just yeah. going yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. to go full proxy and we're not going <laughs> to set in stuff. That's, so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's growth. Sense. That's that is growth. growth. That's Absolutely. growth. <laughs> uh, so uh, while the, uh, the, the Reagan administration is kind of covertly funding, not really covert because it's pretty much Reagan pledged to support any type of kind of counter communist uh, yeah, forces t- that were total, total anti communism. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question here. Now, <clears throat> because I had read that the previous dictatorship not very good for the people. No. Was was there was there propaganda or allegations that this new government the the like uh, the Sandinistas San, San that they were like committing atrocities? Were they were they all that bad or was it just that they weren't? You know, so they're they're commies, commies, kind of were, I mean, they're there were allegations. Commies. Well, there were allegations leveled against them by the uh, the anti Sandinistas. Sandinistas were saying that they were they well, were oppressing. They were oppressing or repressing the. It's not uh, biased the, at all. Well, no. they wanted to. <laughs> names one, of their, one of their policies was like they wanted a single. They wanted a single party system. They didn't want. They don't want any other parties. Like in the, they want in the, the party. Yeah. They want the party. The party. You so want to that's join? a dictatorship, and we already <laughs> yeah. know these states loves a dictatorship. No, no, no. What's dictatorship is one person, a one ruler, party, a oh. single party system. That's just a single. It's party. just a dictatorship. Well, somebody's got to rule the party. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have like a singular person. No, a dictatorship is like they're like they're like. What's the problem? <laughs> We're modeling our system after the states. Why are you so mad at us? <laughs> Well, we had two systems. Two, we have two. Parties. We had a two-party system. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the I same mean, party. 
Communism always always ends in a dictatorship as well. Yes, all, it's all, all, for, all for the people until a few people say, "We'll not. we'll manage the for you for the people, but we'll be the people to manage it." And I then, <laughs> then there's the inner party, and then everyone else. Yeah. Uh, so there were there were allegations of kind of both on on both sides of that kind of uh, on that conflict where each each group was kind of accusing the other of being like, okay, you guys are doing this, you're doing this, but one side is not communist. And so that's the side that, um, and one side is communist. So that's the side that the States decided to back. Now um, I say the States, I say the States, I guarantee you Canada was, was supporting. We were like right behind the States. Like, uh, yeah, of course we were also fucking puppets too, buddy. Yeah. Well, technically it wasn't really the States (laughs) because it really was just the Reagan administration. So the Reagan administration was, was, was supporting them because Congress tries to stop them. So Congress steps in and passes the Uh Boland amendment in December of, uh, 19, like 1981, uh, which is expressly prohibiting the U.S. government from funds to support the Contras, like the the counter-revolutionary forces in Nicaragua. Like, it says that in the wording. So well, specifically and, in Nicaragua, and, and like, you cannot use funds yeah, Mind your own fucking business is what it exactly. says. Exactly. Like, fuck. Yeah, that's, it, it's, it makes so much sense. You're like, listen, why, like, why are we destabilizing and funding rebel groups? That's not what we should be doing. Like, it, just any sound person would be like, doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, is it... it like they should just, we should just. Yeah, leave I mean, this. I mean, this is how checks and balances are supposed to work. So the, the Congress steps in and they say, no, we're not going to. You're not going to spend any more of the government money's. You know, <laughs> fomenting revolution and yeah, to overthrow a, to overthrow another country's. You know, to interview in another country's like sovereignty. Like you're not. You, you shouldn't yeah, but, be doing but that. It's fine because Reagan, Reagan had his fingers his crossed behind his hands. Like he was head behind his back. Bust out the black checkbook, boys. <laughs> Uh, essentially, yes. Yeah. So in 1982, despite them passing the Boland Amendment, the Reagan administration officials um, are pretty much told, I mean, it's reported that Reagan is pretty much telling you, telling them to do whatever it takes to stop communism from spreading to Central America. Like, doesn't matter Wait, what it means. Uh, and honestly, doesn't matter what it takes. Honestly, doesn't matter what you have to do. That's a crazy thing because if we know anything about the CIA, is if you give them the leeway of whatever it takes, they go, oh yeah, yeah. No next problem. thing you know, whatever. they're sitting behind a fucking <laughs> whatever you know, two way mirror, fucking watching guys bang fucking strippers yeah. on LSD. Like, two, two guys clinking coffee mugs. Yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> uh, so in the years following, uh, about 1985, uh, another uh, kind of they, they almost it's like an opportunity. Almost the Reagan administration starts uh, secret negotiations with Iran to secure the release of some American hostages that were being held by Iranian-backed groups in Lebanon. And the um, the kind of the plan was that, hey, we're going to earmark some money, um, or we're going to like basically earmark some money so we can sell, take that money, and then give it to Ira- these Iran guys to get these to negotiate the release of these prisoners, we're going to give it to them so they can buy, so they can buy weapons. Well, uh, no, like, <laughs> they, did they not directly trade F-14 parts to Iran? Well, it's, yeah, weapons and, and money. Like, it's During like an embargo? So, yeah. <laughs> when when Iran was an active fucking enemy of yeah. the U.S.? And, yeah. It Gotta was, make that it was, dollar. And then we, <laughs> they well, just they held the, American hostages like, for okay, 444 days. Pins. Yeah, this is why they kept it secret. For a while, oh, <laughs> this fucking is crazy. Didn't tell anybody, um, and so when they when they earmarked this money, what the CIA did, the CIA did was actually like funnel off a good chunk, almost half, if more than half, of that 
like $30 million that they had earmarked to uh, send to the Iran for the Iranian hostages. They be, they yeah. took that money and then siphoned it off to use it to go ahead and fund the Contras in, you know, yeah. in spite Fucking of the bananas. Bullet Amendment, which had been passed. So did, well, you know, in, in spite in some, of a congressional order, like, In, no. in their defense, someone <laughs> that not treason, had written, the treason? I mean, it's it's not treason, but it's, it's like fucking, it's it's like <laughs> close as you can get in a democracy. I mean, you're, you're, via, you're violating a congressional order. Like it's it's it's, like, it's, it's even it's, worse because when you look at like supposedly Reagan was in secret talks with Iran before yeah. his election to make sure that they didn't release any of those hostages too soon. I mean, in order to fucking treason because we're not at war. With but he literally Iran, sabotaging like. <laughs> Carter's fucking chance at reelection by organizing a fucking secret pack with Iran. Like, how is this guy, how did this guy not get fucking impeached? impeached. He starved his own citizens just a little bit this, longer so he could win presidency. This is a way bigger deal than Watergate. Yeah. Um, like, way bigger. Uh, yeah, I mean, Reagan was in pretty hot water after this, after people found out, because once they found out about the the secret negotiations too, because it was, it was like a Lebanese, was like a Lebanese uh, newspaper that kind of that shot leaked out, it. I, that leaked the, the, the details of the arms deal. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody found out about it. An and then deal. it's like, yeah, Reagan was in, the Reagan administration was in pretty hot water after that. So just pretty hot. They <laughs> whatever did fine. it takes. Whatever it takes. They came, they came out on top though in the end. Uh, so <laughs> I love, I love oh. they're like in Iran giving them guns. They're looking at you, whatever it takes. That was their motto back then. I mean, yeah, CIA, essentially pretty whatever much. Whatever it takes. Uh, during the rise of communism. Yeah, that was pretty much. Whatever the, it takes. That was what that yeah. was the ideological <laughs> cart that, that the, the that was the battle that the U.S. had kind of hitched itself to. It's be like whatever questions to get to stop communism from spreading. Like we have to do on that. those <laughs> on those failed fucking attempts to rescue those hostages out of Tehran. Did we lose any soldiers? Canada. No, 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 no. <laughs> we said we. I'm like, well, we, you know what I mean. Like, this isn't we, the royal we. We, we are you. the royal we. Mm. Canada like is the states. The states isn't Canada. Yeah, like that did, makes we, sense? did we lose it? Like we fa- we had failed we attempts at trying trying to fucking recover those hostages, right? All knowing this entire time that Reagan's got a fucking sneaky deal to get these guys back as soon as he's elected. We're trying to like, without that's having to fucked. spend a bunch of money. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. To me. Uh, uh, so uh, this is what kind of foments the, the beginning of the entire Iran Contra affair, which people know you've heard of, you've probably heard about. Um, if you haven't, it's a very interesting uh, point in time and, and historical event. So this is where you have in November of 1985, um, the U.S. National Security Council staffer, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, uh, who is a very um, polarizing character throughout the uh, the Iran Contra affair, fall guy. Yeah, yeah, fall guy. He he's one of the people that comes forward saying that you know he kind of authorized and, and facilitated the entire thing uh, of having the siphoning off that money, um, the money from the sales of weapons to Iran, then taking that money and giving it to the CIA for them to go ahead and use uh, to, to meddle fund the again, to, to meddle in other time, countries. Iran is an enemy, so potentially those weapons are being used against American soldiers. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure uh, they were when the fucking they foiled the the rescue yeah. attempts on those fucking yeah. hostages. <laughs> uh, so the um, like in 1986, so early ni- 1986 in January, uh, after that the news story breaks uh, from the Lebanese magazine Ash Shara, uh, the the U.S. kind of uh, the Reagan administration 
initially denies everything. They say, no, we didn't know anything about this. Like we we have no idea what's going (sighs) on. Um, but once, once the stuff kind of gets out and starts getting verified by independent sources and other media and it starts picking up steam, the Reagan administration has to come out and say, Oh, oh, okay. You got us kind of, yeah. Uh, um, and then also, <laughs> like, in November, you have a CIA-contracted plane that is shot down over Nicaragua, which is transporting supplies to the Contra. And then that is another, you know, that just that throws— it's another that, domino. That, yeah, yeah <laughs> throws some more wood on the fire because you're like, uh, oh, yeah. That sounds like something we do, but I, I don't know if it was us. Maybe, we don't know. I caught him red hand. They're like handing <laughs> off gums. And the uh, plane on the side everybody. said whatever it takes. <laughs> Got a big picture of Reagan on there. It's fucking. So through 86 and 89, uh, so those three years, like multiple investigations are launched into this Iranian Contra affair uh, by Congress and the media. And they go and they go and they follow all the a lot of the threads and kind of reveal the extent of these operations that the Reagan administration was holding. And then, you know, a lot of these are in looking to be potentially in violation of U.S. law, the Bolin Amendment, which is the law. So it's like, yeah, they're breaking the law. It's not treason, but they're breaking the law. Um, close to. As close as you can get. I mean, it's, it's not treason not because they... Listen, <laughs> yeah. You have to be a war in a country to commit treason. That's what I mean. It's as close yeah. as you can get because they're, 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 they're like, hey, we're semantics. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I mean, the entire kind of rank... Contra stuff was semantics because like they were sending money, like they were sending money because it was like a loophole. Like they were like, yeah, yeah, you guys didn't necessarily say that, you know, it was only money. You that's- didn't say we couldn't illegally sell. Yeah, like it's not from the defense. It's not from the defense budget. It's coming well, it was during from an we embargo, sold guns so it is illegal. We whatever. Is like, it yeah, not? Technically, it's during yeah, the embargo. Yeah, they, it's illegal. Yeah, so they, there is no loophole. It's they're it's like illegal. embargo, shimbargo. Who cares? <laughs> Um, well, it's like where they're kind of like giving them money to buy weapons. So it's like we're not. No, they gave them F-14 parts too. <laughs> so it's the, just um, the parts in case they shoot yeah, down. Yeah, it's just the parts. It's F- not the weapons. They yeah, still have to put they, them together. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're it's not, like we we're not, <laughs> it's just parts. If yeah. they put them together in an F-14, that's not on us. We will not use them, give her part, we will build it, no problem. Huh? They're like, hey, listen, we want F-14s. They're like, all right, we will send them disassembled with no instructions. Like, yeah, if they figure it out, then hey, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's not on not us. us. Yep. We sent we sent a pile of nuts and bolts. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> metal. a disassembled F fourteen has never killed anybody. Like you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you, we all we said, all we said was a box of parts, and they're like, yeah, but that box of parts was specifically you could put into an F fourteen. Well, sure you could. You could build whatever you wanted with it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, once you get through uh, a bunch of a lot of congressional committees and a lot of uh, like the one of them is the Kerry Committee Dude, report in 1989. And, which is- and if you watch, you can on YouTube. <laughs> some you can watch some of these hearings and stuff on this stuff, and like some of them get pretty heated. Like God, people are fucking choked. Uh, yeah, it's 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 part of it's like part of Congress's thing to oversee a lot of this stuff for the the uh, CIA like that's the that's the job of a lot of the intelligence committees and that's why we have them and there's a lot of there's a there's a reason we have a every year there's a fiscal there's, meeting about the funding 
There's a boy. So here, 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 we mm -hmm. have officially investigated ourselves and found us guilty of nothing. Well, technically, so no. Go Congress isn't themselves. It's all like the same Congress, shit. They all well, have no, their greasy little fingers <laughs> applied. No, call that it's stuff. funny. It's funny. In one of the congressional hearings that I watched, uh, I can't, I can't remember her name now. But she's like, she. It's her turn to speak, and she's, she's like asking about checks and balances, and the, the representative from the CIA is like we're investigating that claim and we're going to look into it. She's like, how can you look into yourself? Yeah, no shit. She's like, you already lied about everything here. <laughs> everything here has been a lie. You cannot look into yourself. And he's like, uh, we'll look into that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, was like, that's phenomenal. Technically, technically well, the, <laughs> whatever the, it takes. The role, the role of investigation is supposed to fall under the, the office of the inspector general of the CIA, which is supposed to be yeah. an independent, independent investigatory like body. Independent. Which within its, yeah. It's an mm. internal affairs, like for the U.S., right. like for the cops, yeah. like it's kind of, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it works. Um, so <laughs> it's yeah. probably flawless. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, is there another system I'm not aware of that, that uh, should suspended be instituted? With like, yeah. I, is there a better way to do it? Um, probably well, asking fucking not asking three, probably asking the wrong guys. So, yeah, I think, well, how, do you guys, how do you guys do it? How do your, um, we actually, actually our, 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 so the RCMP, how they, we have a, a civilian board called the IAO that's independently hired. That's non, <laughs> like well, that's what the inspector general is. It's like they're supposed RCP. to be. They're supposed to be inspector general. Like yeah, the, ins the inspector general. Like oh, that's inspector what they're general. supposed to do. Like he's they're not, supposed to be he's independent. Not voted? They're, they're not. Yeah, they are voted on. Like they well, John, are. Like, but, like, that like a, John they usually have like a special counsel that is like appointed. And John it's, Kerry, like, he's never on. had any political aspirations, anything like that. So like, it's, he doesn't want to have important friends or like that makes sense. Yeah, he's a good person to have there. That's good. Yeah, it seems it seems like the if you were appointed to this thing and voted on, it's like. You could easily muck up your career Absolutely. if you were like, yeah, <laughs> you're like the CIA. They were doing what? Yeah, you know what? I should take a stance against them. <laughs> no, well, we know of one guy that kind of did. And yeah, it didn't yeah. work out so well for him. But yeah, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> just like, you're getting mad at the CIA, and they're like, "You're just a regular JFK, aren't you?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, so after these committees, so it all kind of comes out, it all comes spilling out. Iran Contra affair happens. Uh, the people that get convicted, you have Oliver, Oliver North, um, and then like one of the other, uh, what's his name? Poindexter. Um, they obviously, <laughs> that's his actual name. Like that's yeah, his Poindexter. name. Like yeah, Poindexter. Um, well, these guys obviously did hard time for this, right? Like obviously. Well, guys, it's like, so yeah, you had, you had Oliver and, North, you had National Security Advisor John Poindexter, and then like, I think it was like five, it was like five high up uh, CIA officials, and then like a couple of other maybe like CIA contractors. No, I'd imagine got, Reagan got would really want to put the hammer down on these guys to make an example out of them, for You're making like, him look meant. bad, right? That's, that's not, not what, what I, I, I had no part of this. I, I wanted nothing to yeah. do with this. This is, this was against, this is un-American. You're supporting our fucking, you know, our enemies during an embargo, yeah. right? Well, that's what the that's what the power of the presidential pardon comes into play, and the Reagan oh. administration decides to pardon Ooh. a lot of these convicted oh. or or people Im implicated in the Iran Contra affair. So what a fucking insane! Like that is uh, that is an insane it's power to wield that you can make orders for people to do these fucking insane things that are hey they're not breaking any rules technically, and then you'd be like when some they get charged, you're like no no that was totally. Not above board, not okay. Charges, and then you're like, ah, <laughs> telling nah, me, all good. fucking <laughs> Oliver North and Poindexter there got pardoned, but Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic couldn't get a pardon. Like, come yeah, on. what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is that? He did nothing. He did nothing. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the sale of you can't call cats some much, crazy much cat lady a cunt anymore. What the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't be in violation of big cat laws and like yeah, that's that's a lot more serious offense than trading hey, listen, under an embargo. D- Dan, yeah. it's funny you say that, but from the outside looking in, it is big cat laws are more <laughs> held and held rigorous in higher and regard, time, yeah. <laughs> higher regard than international crime. Uh, so in the years after Iran-Contra, even though the Iran-Contra affair did have a very negative impact, like I think it saw like the biggest single day, like the single day drop in like a presidential a um, presidential approval rate for Reagan. I mean, he still left office with one of the highest approvals of, of any president um, after that. That's crazy. Um, but uh, the saga doesn't really end there because um, the 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 kind of the suspicion of the CIA would follow it into the mid '90s, where in August of 1996, um, we have everybody's favorite investigative journalist Gary Webb comes. Gary out. Webb. This is this is. The, I'm even mad now because you look at that fucking Jimmy Carter out there, 90, 90 million years old, building houses, just a good old guy, and he gets fucked over by Reagan, doing greasy yeah. ass shit. Like, come on. And I mean, like, yeah, it's it's, it's quite interesting that all this goes on. You're just like, it's like a cloud of like, holy fuck. All right. Well, at least we're done with this, right? We're we're out of this chapter of the United States. Like, I'm just dealing with this. And then you have Gary Webb's three-part series, The Dark Alliance. Uh, He's a journalist working for the San Jose Mercury News. Oh, we want to get into this? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Do we, before we do, should we get into the break? Sure. Okay. Have a good time? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break. Can't take it back. Let's Webb. go. Break time. Break. You're back. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back. Um, as we just left off, we were talking about Gary Webb. So Gary Webb worked for the San Jose Mercury News. Um, he releases a part one of an article that um, basically... You know, we just talked about how, you know, the United States, the Reagan administration was dealing with foreign uh, countries such as Iran to to do arms deals to fund the Contras. And this article that Gary Webb writes, Dark Alliance, it basically alludes that the CIA was either involved. He doesn't actually say the CIA, but he alludes pretty strongly whether the CIA was... CIA or either... Like ex-CIA yeah. or, or a small group of rogue CIA, I think is actually what he alludes to. Either more. was complicit or just turned a blind eye to um, basically these drug dealers uh, funneling crack cocaine uh, into you, the, the United States to fund the Contras, to further fund the Contras. Yeah, so like if, if you want it straight from Gary's mouth, he basically states that for the better part of a decade... Uh, the San Francisco Bay Area drug rings sold tons of cocaine to the Crips and Blood Street games of Los Angeles and funneled millions in drug profits to Latin America guerrilla armies run by the U.S. Central Intel- Intelligence Agencies. This drug ring opened the first pipeline between Colombia's cocaine cartels and the black neighborhoods of Los Angeles. 
And as a result, the cocaine that flooded in helped spark a crack explosion in urban America. Right. And right. I, I mean, that's pretty well documented that, you know, we the, the government was systematically targeting uh, poor communities with uh, uh, these kind of drugs. And it's like one of the things that like instantly when I was looking at this thing, I thought like just by turning a blind eye and allowing this to go on. And it's like, it's not that they were like, hey, go here, but they were like directing local law enforcement off the off supply routes and stuff so that these these dealers could these deals could play, take place and the drugs to get where they needed to go. If and you, it, if you, go ahead. And you got something about crack cocaine? Well, yeah, I just kind of wanted to go in. Like, I think it's kind of important to understand why this was such an epidemic and like why it went so fucking crazy, you know, at the time. Cause like Coke's a, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Well, especially yeah. Crack. Like, <laughs> well, but crack like that, that yeah. like Zell said, especially crack because so, so basically with cocaine, it's actually cocaine hydrochloride, which the the hydrochloric chloride portion of the cocaine is a salt, which is a base. Um, so it's unsmokable, right? So in order to make it smokable, you got to remove the salt, which is called freebasing for the most part, which uh, turns out to be extremely dangerous, a la Richard Pryor. So, uh, you know, obviously oh, you have to yeah. heat it up to a, like a massively hot temperature but to create the vapors. But later they ended up developing uh, sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda to remove the hydrochloride from the cocaine and then creates the little fucking crystals, which you can smoke. And the, you know, when you smoke them, it makes a cracking sound smoke and that's rock. where they got the name fucking crack. Um, but like, why, what, what was the goal here? Like, why did crack explode the way it did? Um, one of the biggest things about crack is the fact that it's immediately absorbed into your bloodstream. Like we're talking, you're high in five to 15 seconds. Like bang, right? And that's and that's, when you see, that's when you see the crack. Like when you see like a crackhead, that's like when they're like that's like someone like when they're completely as like hunched over. Yeah, uh, and no, just, not necessarily. That's a lot of people are on the nod when they're fucking hunched over like that. And they like when they're like startled and come on. They're, they're sitting upright, but their head is like completely I, down. I don't know how they down, stay upright. Pardon me. What? I don't know. I don't know how they stay stay upright. What are you fucking these guys? I don't know how they have the, they, you see them. They're all fucking jacked. They all got abs. And you got fucking, fucking solid cores. <laughs> but yeah, like I, so like you're high within seconds of taking this. And it, and it basically you took cocaine, which at the eight in, in the eighties and nineties, the co like cocaine was a rich man's drug. And yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're cooking this fucking, you're taking your cocaine, you're cooking it, which is creating way more product, right? You're, you're, you're taking fucking, let's say $500 worth of, cocaine and turning it into $2,500 worth of fucking crack. And you're taking a rich man's drug and turning it into a poor man's drug. Cause you can buy a, yeah. back then you could buy a rock of fucking crack for fucking $5. Right? It's, it, it's yeah. crazy to me too, because one of the things that I was looking up is that when I was reading articles about addiction and stuff, just cause I was curious about this. Cause immediately when I started to read this and I was like how bad that epidemic was like crack is so fucking addicting. So fucking addicting. Well, you're chasing, you're chasing that first high. Yeah. And you'll never get it, but they're willing to fucking do whatever it takes to get that first what, high back. Whatever it takes. Did you, you do that on purpose, you son of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes. Uh, now it's uh, yeah, they're like for the country. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. It takes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it's like 
like crack and that kind of stuff has only gotten more potent over the years, like more, and more potent, toxic, more strong. Too. And what we've well, what we've cut, seen is like cut, one, yeah. some of the statistics is like if you have a parent that was an addict, is or was an addict, your chances of having addiction issues in your life are seventy percent. It's fucking crazy. That's crazy. If you've had yeah, one specifically or, oh, drugs though, right? Like alcohol. Yeah, so, is, alcohol is fifty percent. They say fifty yeah. percent if if you had one or both parents battle addiction. Um, now, but you're like you're, you're, these kids are growing up in these, <clears throat> in, in, in you know these addiction environments, right? Which is creating trauma. And what do you use to treat the trauma when you're poor? What do you yeah. do to treat trauma when you're poor? Drugs, you can't afford drugs, medication. Baby, you drugs. No, right? Like the, you're just perpetuating this fucking cycle of addiction, uh, and and, and it's crazy because like I you I can see a parallel of like the the absolutely massive addiction issues we have today going right back to these events here. It's like these people are chasing, you know, cheaper highs, better highs. They get, they, we need stronger drugs and it just slowly transitions to what's cheaper, what's stronger. Like they're chasing that high. Fentanyl. And to, and to now, it's like now we're into fentanyl, right? It's like these, these, this, this operation of allowing, whether the CIA was directly involved or they turned a blind eye has spread like a cancer through all of North America uh, into like this unbelievable addiction issues we have today. And it's not like people are like, oh, you know, this, this is crazy. The addiction issues just popped up. They never just popped up. They were slowly boiling up since the, since the 80s, right? Of these hard drugs and people getting really addicted to these poor communities that don't have access to healthcare and stuff and don't have access to resources for rehabs and stuff <laughs> like being addicted to these hard drugs. And we're just seeing, we're seeing that we're reaping what we sowed from the early eighties. And you know what else, what part of this that we don't also talk about too, is the other side of the addiction and the fucking addiction to money Mm -hmm. that the dealers that are are getting as well. And what did these dealers do once they got money? Because before most of these guys were just sent it right to the conscious baby. No, but well, not only that, but they're (laughs) poor street kids. And all of a sudden, well, you know what? I'm making all this money. Well, what what do I need to do? I need to protect myself. And now I have money. So what am I going to do to protect myself with this money that I got? Well, I can afford guns now. Now I got guns. Right? So I got to protect my choice. And now all of a sudden we have this explosion in fucking gun violence and, you know, street level gun violence. It's like this kick started just fucking absolute misery. Yeah. And I, like, I, I, I think it's a direct, direct, you can directly link the problem today from the eighties. I was like, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Cause I was seeing so many parallels when I was reading and I was like, man, this is just the same issue that we've had since then. Just been different. It'll get better. It'll get better. It'll get better. And it never has. And you just have other interests uh, feeding into the, the beast that is addiction. Um, The crazy thing is when Gary read both this article, and it came out like obviously heads are turning. They're like, wait, what? Like this is fucking insane. Yeah, do you want to get into like the contents of the article yeah. a little bit? Let's do it. Let's hear it. So uh, the series focused on three men: Freeway, Freeway, Rick Ross. Yeah, fucking right? love not him. not the Rick Ross that we know with. You can watch interviews with this ass. guy. He's a the, fucking beauty. They say he might cool. be the first ever crack cocaine millionaire. Yeah, I think he is. I thought that's yeah. what I heard was that he yeah, was. That's that, that was he was labeled. And then like, uh, he was Oscar, a huge drug dealer. Oscar Danilo Blandin and Norwin Menendez. Um, Ross was a major drug dealer in Los Angeles. Blandin and Menendez were Nicaraguans who smuggled drugs into the U.S. and supplied dealers like Ross. The series discussed primarily Blandin and Menendez and their relationship with the Contras and the CIA and highlighted the failure of law enforcement agencies to sus- 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 successfully, successfully prosecute them and state stated that 
this was largely due to their Contra and CIA connections. Like, yeah. think about that. So local law enforcement not getting any success going after these fucking big dogs. And, um, and some of them, some of them reporting me like, what the fuck's up with these guys? They must be, like, th- they must be informants or something. Like, why can't we touch them? Like, we're, they were yeah. like shocked at like, they couldn't get these guys because um, some of the law enforcement knew about it, right? It, it also discussed the uh, social effects of the crack trade, noting that it had a uh, disparate, effect on the African-Americans asking why crack became so prevalent in black communities of Los Angeles, disparities in the treatment of black and white traffickers in the justice system, contrasting the treatment of Blandon and Ross after their arrest for drug drug trafficking, because Blandon cooperated with the drug enforcement agency. He spent 28 months in prison, became a paid government informant and received permanent residence status. So he's a snitch. Uh, Ross also released early after cooperating in an investigation of police corruption, but was rearrested a few months later in a sting operation arranged with Blandon's help. The article suggests that this was in retribution for Ross's testimony in the corruption case. Yeah, his Ross was like, yeah, I work for the CIA. <laughs> yeah, He's totally. like, I was directly working with the CIA. And one of the cool things in interviews. about this three-part article too is um, like this, this article... Uh, attracted hundreds of thousands of readers to the newspaper at the time, but it also was kind of the first article that went viral because it was released. It was one of the first things that was released on like a newspaper and on the computer at the same time on, on the, the internet. internet. Yeah. Um, so it really took off. Like it was, it was widespread. But um, one of the more controversial aspects of that is the fact that it was accompanied by a picture of a man smoking crack under the CIA seal. And that's what, I mean, and that was, that was editors at the San Jose Mercury News. Gary Webb never, he didn't put that picture with it. They did. But again, in his articles, he alludes to that fact. He doesn't say that they're doing this. He's saying that either they have a hand or they're looking the other way or they're incompetent, basically, by because it's right under their nose. Um, and basically, the this the the San Jose Mercury News and stuff it's a like it's a small news outlet Gary Webb wasn't he's not like the a huge journalist you know what i mean well, like he was a, a pol- he was a pulitzer prize winner at this time but but they they just don't have the funds to like follow through with this story so this story well, it's was a small meant, bay area newspaper right like yeah, it's not so this story was meant to lay the grounds for a, basically their hopes was a big network because this is a fucking huge story would pick up this investigation and then run with it. Right. And then, yeah. and then well, see it to see it to the end. Wouldn't the big news organizations see this and use it as an opportunity to be like, wow, we should look into this as well. Right. Like this Gary get web guy might be onto something. Maybe we should do it. Or would they use this as an opportunity to fucking absolutely attack and dismantle Gary Webb as a human being? Uh, they took the latter. Uh, they <laughs> systematically, <laughs> Uh, destroyed Gary Webb. Um, I mean, bits in the article, um, they attacked his saying, saying that he, you know, he was exaggerating claims and they, the San Jose Mercury News had to come out and say like, you know, we, the figures that we, some of the money figures that we took were based on what we knew and we shouldn't have stated as fact. It was just based on our rough estimates, right? And so they're like, he, he got lambasted. But he, they, so right. the New York Times 
assigned no fewer than 17 reporters to pick apart Webb's reporting. One reporter refused, uh, referred to the team as the Get Gary Webb team, stated they were going to take away his Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. And right, so he, you have all these people that are fucking focusing. Either there was a lot of people that came out, like Maxine Waters, is that is that yeah. the right congresswoman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, came out, kind of had Gary's back. He had a few different people that had his back, but a lot of these major news outlets were attacking him. So you have people either defending Gary or condemning him, and at this entire time they're focusing on him as a person and not the fucking what the CIA the is doing. Right, the like it's, and the CIA is in the back and being like, <laughs> perfect, perfect, nailed it. We did. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it's done boys that's how you pr- do a cover up they absolutely crucified this guy he couldn't find work he couldn't well, work unfortunately in 1997 the, the Mercury News executive editor Jerry Sipos uh, backed away from the story calling it flawed in an editorial uh, Sipos said that the paper did not have proof that top CIA officials knew about the connection between the LA drug tag and the Contras which is so basically your own editor is coming out against you well, because right? yeah. because of the backlash, right? Like exactly, we've, like we've seen the guy everything. was seen when when Gary Webb re- uh, released this article. They have he, they're having a company party to celebrate because it's getting so much fucking news and everything. And Sipos shows up in an army helmet, being like, "We're ready to fight." Yeah, like we got Gary's back, and it's like <laughs> all of a sudden he's fucking turncoat and the poor bastard. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I'm like they systematically uh, destroyed his credibility, uh, yeah. destroyed his life. He couldn't work. He couldn't do what well, he wanted to do. They demoted him. Couldn't, he couldn't. He was work writing anywhere. obituaries. He ended up having, he ended up resigning from the San Jose Mercury News. Um, and, you know, that, that, that was kind of the end of the story. Like he, he got. Well, he wrote a book after resigning. Yeah. Right. And in, in nine, what, was it 98 that he wrote the book, The Dark Alliance? Dark Alliance. I mean, that was just the articles put into book put, form. Put into yeah. But, book. He, it, but yeah. it's a book form. He still technically wrote a book. Right. Um, and then we have. In 1998, the CIA Inspector General's report. Basically, they come out and they'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? He wasn't lying." <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, a lot of that wasn't not true. Can I say that? <laughs> right, like legit, like just kind of like openly admit to like that they, you know, a lot of the aspects were, you know, were factually true, but you know, they didn't have any direct. Involvement in drug trafficking, but you know maybe they turned the heads of some local law enforcement. You know they kept some routes free and clear for these drug trades to to happen so that the contracts could be funded. Yeah, maybe maybe we did a little bit of that. No big deal. So it's like you would think that didn't he testify against he, the report? Said some some to the fact that they couldn't support all this. They would do this and this and this, but they would not support. Or it was omitted. That's what it was. Like it was omitted that they would not support drug trafficking. Yeah. So there's like, well, well what about drug trafficking? Yeah, there was a, they said there like, was a well, memorandum of understanding. There's an MOU that was circulated through the CIA and it essentially <laughs> said, these are the actions that you can and cannot do while in the field. Like these are the things that you have to report. And then, you know, oh, conveniently drug trafficking was like at first was not was kind on of left out, was not yeah. was left out. And then when somebody <laughs> pointed it out, they're like, well... Uh, if it like whatever if it takes, whatever it takes, yeah. whatever it takes, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they never, yeah, exactly. They never really admit to it, but they say like, well, eh, it wasn't. It wasn't in the rule book. All right, we didn't break any rules. It wasn't in there. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't directly interfering into your thing, it's like, well, if it wasn't like hindering you or whatever, you're just supposed to kind of 
not really acknowledge that it's happening. Because, I mean, if you're in, you're involved in some of these these shady dealings with these, uh, you know, with counter revolutionary groups, you're going to be, of course, you're like, where are they? Where are you getting your guys's money from? If not, if yeah. you know, and it's like a lot of it's probably going to be from illegal activities. If not just drug trafficking, then other types of trafficking, probably human, um, and other uh, like other places. Even though a lot of uh, apparently a lot of the a lot of the Sandinistas, anti-Sandinistas, uh, the Contras, like their funding actually came from private individuals, uh, people who supported their things, and then plus like just straight up U.S. funding. Uh, is like a majority. Yeah, the CIA of it. is like make up some names, make donations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's possible. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but it's yeah, it's just like they just put into but numbers in there. But the yeah, fact, it's the yeah, fact we keep getting is, all these donations from guy, some guy named Charles Ian Anderson. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm fucking weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this the uh, the the thing that it, it like again it blows my mind because it, I at the time. I guess you, we, did we not know then? I guess we didn't know and have the data about like how devastating addiction issues are and, you know, crack cocaine could be because it's like we have generational issues now because of, of that. And it's like, if you're just like not preventing it, but like allowing it to happen under your nose, I'm like, man, that is like they're indirectly responsible for so many fucking deaths. Well, yeah, you're al- so allowing it to happen for uh, right for big money. Follow the money. Yeah, right. And it's it just it's it's again, you know, technically nothing wrong, but like it just feels so fucking corrupt and so against dirty. your own country. Like it feels so fucking like, like not not like bad. Well, come on, it's, it's not it's like so they were crazy. fucking brainwashing people and all of that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right? Like, it's not so bad. Yeah, why are you surprised? Uh, yeah. Now this this story, especially of Gary Webb, if we follow his kind of uh, path, a lot of people are interested in Gary Webb because in 2004, um, Gary Webb dies of two gunshot wounds to the head. Now, it's labeled yeah. a suicide, um, but conspiracy theorists online and stuff point to, um, you know, he, you know, Gary wrote these. He was actively, you know against the CIA, kind of took on the government, lost. Uh, and this was the final, you know, they whacked him, basically. The two shots, they whacked him. Yeah, so oddly enough, his death um, was reported by a moving company that he'd hired. Um, he was moving out of his house because he had to downsize due to the fact that his career was fucking irrevocably fucking tarnished and destroyed. Uh, so he's selling his house, moved back in with his mom at the time. Uh, they arrived at his house and they saw a note on his door saying, please don't come in, call 911 and ask for an ambulance. Um, so when people kind of got into his house, they found all his awards box near his body, prearranged crema- uh, cremation certificate and social insurance card laid out on a table. Uh, he put his keys to his cars and his motorcycle in an, an envelope and addressed it to his oldest son. And uh, in the trash bin, they found a framed quote that read, there should be no uh, fetters on reports, nor must they tamper with the truth, but give light that people will find their own way. And a lot of people look at this scene and the reason why they point to conspiracy theory is because um, it's been labeled a suicide, but Gary was had two gunshot wounds to the head. So a lot of people point to that as being like, well, hey, maybe 
maybe this was a, some sort of assassination attempt or, or attempt, yeah. sorry, assassination. It was one through the uh, jaw. One, the first one the, went through his, uh, went through and it exited his left cheek. Yeah. Um, and the other one hit a main artery in his brain. Um, I mean, like, I think it's important, like a lot of people say, because there was a, there was two gunshots. Like, I think it's important to stress the fact that he was clinically depressed, divorced, yeah. unemployed. Um, his, his ex-wife at the time said like he had multiple motorcycle yeah. accidents that she deemed like were purposeful. He's at rock bottom. He was trying to hurt himself. Yeah. yeah. And let's, let's, and like, to just say another thing, like, you know, you know, I get why people say that and there, there, there's plenty of historical incidents where people shooting themselves twice, not getting it right, finishing it. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, like they did a study um, out of 138 uh, clearly defined gunshot suicides, which were autopsies. 11 persons, 8% fired two or more shots to the body. Yeah. Of these 11, uh, five cases involved two gunshots to the head. So, I mean, it does happen, but it's quite rare. Like speaking from experience of being to these, like a lot of times, like the first gunshot that he talks about, it sounds like a lot of times when when people are unsuccessful in doing that, they tend to pull away at the last minute, right? Which yeah. could explain the gunshot through the mouth initially. I know where Braden's going with this, and I like I agree. Like this guy's at rock bottom, everything like that. And I know that supposedly that this does happen. Like <laughs> to to fucking blow a hole through your face. And then have the wherewithal to be able to like you think about being shot in the face and being completely and utterly disoriented, and then it being is with able a, to it like, is with a thirty eight as well. So it's like a it's a bigger gun. I wasn't sure if it was a smaller one. By fucking big, it's a large caliber weapon blowing a hole in your face and then Not grabbing that same one. Well, that's with what I mean. A hole in your face and shooting yourself again. I would like to see. I what mean, the- it does happen, but I believe that that. Yeah, but when they say when they give hard. that percentage, like so, two wounds to the head. Does that mean like are some of the wounds like? Just a graze, like they actually did really pull no, away. First, first one is behind the ear and out the jaw, and then second one is through the temple. No, 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 no. no what I'm saying, saying is, I'm saying with the, the two study that they the did, they study one a graze, oh, like the study yeah. that they do, and they when they count two gunshot wounds to the head, does that mean like they actually did pull away and it just like grazed forehead or gra- like it didn't actually like was it oh, okay, yeah, like I a devastating I've, wound? I guess you would say. I don't think I don't think it. So that's what I mean. So I, that, yeah, was there eight of those where someone didn't like? More or less, kind of skin themselves or something. Two wounds, then, technically two wounds, but still considered the, the same. Temporal regions are the most commonly affected regions. Dude, your brain, your brain study. only can. Your brain only like because listen, uh, looking at this run and reading at it surface level, Gary snitches on CIA, ends up dead, two gunshot wounds to the head, labeled suicide. When you read that, I go like the conspiracy theorist. It's got the seeds of conspiracy. I go, oh shit, they fucking off this guy. But then when you look at this case and and this is my, this is my belief. The CIA didn't have to, man. They've ruined this. They systematically and their influence ruined this fucking guy's life. They didn't have to kill him. If they, I if, agree. If, if they did, yeah. assa- if he's not assassinated by, it doesn't matter to they, me. Career suit, like assassinated his career and his life. It, you know what this is? He, they're 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 involved. They they the they are directly linked to his death. Whether they were actively involved and shot him in the head or he shot himself, they were the catalyst that led to this. Accomplice to murder. Yeah. 
it's yeah. it's like like they systematically like they didn't have to do anything. They fucking ruined this guy. To me, it's like what did we, like I couldn't figure out why they like oh, you know what? It's fucking you know, like eight years, six years after you know we've made it. Let's go get this guy now. He's already down in the dumps. Let's finish well, him off. Like well, one of the things that I did read about that when I got deep deep into the Reddit pages, where <laughs> yeah. somebody brought up the fact that around the time of his death, Gary's story was resurfacing due to the post 9-11 climate yeah. uh, with the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and like the opium issues with fucking Afghanistan. Um, but like, like it, you look at everything in like that, remember his, his old editor, that Sipos guy, yeah. right after he came out against him, he ended up getting a fucking promo, a promotion to running his own fucking paper company, a parent paper okay. company. Like it's, it's interesting because like the parallels that I saw with this is like when you remember the Twitter files leaking. Right. And some of the ones that were leaked was that three letter agencies were directly contacting engineers at Twitter and being like, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, suppress this story, um, you know, block the, these stories, do, do this. And this, this social media company was just being like, yeah, <laughs> like, no, no fucking problem. No problem at all. We'll do it. And it's crazy to me because what I think that we saw in this case was just one of the first ever like they had that that cover-up playbook down pat like attack the person they had all they had influence in all the major you know all all these major news are funded right or by politically funded and stuff by by donors and stuff and and lead one way or another right that's why right it's so it's they they just they just got flex been like hey don't run this fuck gary and, and i've been a big fuck gary guy my whole life Right, everyone knows that about me. But this is a—he's the exception to the rule. He got unjustly fucked over for just writing a story that was a lot of it factually true. Are you throwing back to that man on the bus you one time described way back in the day? Yeah, old Mongol Gary. <laughs> Mongol Gary, yeah, yeah. That's canon. That's not. Yeah, that's there. That's it's his not name. Speech, that's that's not, it's not hate speech. That's his name. Yeah, that's his name. That's his name. So go back. Uh, it's not me. That's his name. So it's it's interesting to see um, the other dark turns. I, I I think that like when I look at this, I'm going like these motherfuckers, you know, could have stopped some of these addiction issues. Like it's just like it, to me, I'm like it, it's it's crazy how much was funneled in uh, to fund a fucking another country's war, right, and ruin lives at home. Now, like uh, to fund this, like I'm not super familiar with that with the whole history of that drug trade at that time, but who who's accredited then with, if it's not, say the CIA has nothing to do with it, zero. Who is accredited with bring, like smuggling? Was there ever like a big bus? Colombian drug lords. Just, just, yeah, just Colombia? Cartels, like cartels yeah. existed. That's what I mean. So that we know, we know that people are smuggling. These people yeah, are down there. How can not- it's attributed to a Cuban named Tony Montana. And we're, and we're just, well, the thing is, it's like, we, we know about them, but it's, it's the fact that it's like, you know of these things and at some points you could stop them, but you go, no, because we know this money is people going are getting to get money to the somewhere, contracts. everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like this is going to fund our interests. You scratch so, our back, we'll scratch your back. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. This is where you go. Right. Like that. And that's where kind of my brain goes. I was like, is there CIA operatives, you know, directly giving information of where to smuggle drugs in, where to bring drugs in? Uh, where's going to be free or are they just, are they knowing the roots and then just going like, eh, and I, I happen to, I don't look there Sundays. So, yeah. right. Like how would, like they say they weren't directly involved, but 
you know, you can be quite indirectly involved in uh, getting drugs over the border in any of these communities. So, well, it's smart too because it's like you've you've created this gigantic industry where you can farm a win whenever you want one. Like, ah, you know, we need a big, we need morale, we need to distract people. Let's get a big drug bust. Yeah. Right. Well, like, or or you're one you one you're not working with, right? You're like these yeah. are these these ones over here coming in. We are not working with them, so we are not going to turn a blind well, eye to these. The competition in. will probably rat on them. Yeah, like the ones you're working with will probably be like, "Oh, hey, listen, dude, hundred percent." I never even thought about here. that. Like you think yeah. about fucking what a freeway freeway Rick Ross. He was Rick probably Ross. snitching on other dealers that were getting picked up, so he could have free and clear run this stuff in more efficiently. Yeah. Right? Like he was literally working under government protection. Well, the CIA has right? been doing this. Like a fucking white boy Rick. Look what happened to white boy Rick. Like, fucking. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's tons of stories of the CIA, you know, doing whatever it takes. And Hashtag a lot of whatever times, it takes. Sometimes yeah. it seems like whatever it takes is at the expense of... Uh, <laughs> That's what the case file should be. It should be CIA, drugs, and whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. it takes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of these times it's like the the, you know, the baseline of people of who it does affect is like, <laughs> poor impoverished and minorities is like who is like it's like they're like yeah <laughs> whatever it takes yeah, they got it, it shitty enough any, who cares what are they gonna yeah, what, what, yeah as long awful. as it stays in the inner city right like it's crazy but like we've we've i think that this is you know you've directly you've directly you've indirectly involved yourself in the addiction <laughs> issues that we now see today and the problems we see today uh you know, if you're definitely if you're aided and abetted, aided, aided exactly. Had to, it started uh, somewhere, but it, it then makes me think of like you know, it's like because we see copious, copious amounts of fentanyl and stuff just like cruising into borders and stuff, and like no issues. And it's like, you know, in ten years, are we going to find out that there was some shady dealings of this stuff getting across? Where it was like, what are we? What's being funded? You know, what I mean, it makes you question everything. It's hard to fucking uh, trust these people. Now I got a question, Dan. This is for maybe more for Dan. Is this is the CIA other than like the actual military the only like agency it's evolved outside of the United States? Oh, you have other things like depending on what the what the case has to do with. I mean, you have the CIA, NSA. There's a couple of like National Security Council. There's a couple of their alphabet agencies that yeah, NSA is just peeping toms though. It's like, I, yeah, mean, I mean, but I'm saying like the involved and the DEA, technically DEA can work in conjunction with other countries and stuff like that. So it's like- Like they yeah, boots on the, on the ground, potentially undercover in other countries. Yeah, DEA. Like yeah, DEA, DEA, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. They, there's, there's cases that are eerily sim- similar to this. Uh, it's just DEA, not C- CIA. So like, yeah, there are other, there are other organizations that can work outside. Just because when, you, just because I asked this, because the only, only thing you ever see around is it's always CIA over in this country. CIA, CIA. Well, that's all. That's always the head. Not necessarily the headline, just the talk. It's always the CIA spy. I was just wondering. Oh, if, well, they're the big spooky guys. Like the yeah. CIA carries that kind Dude, of that that and that the reputation. Amount prop- so. <laughs> the amount of propaganda that goes into these agencies being always the good guys is unbelievable. So the CIA, well, the CIA like are that, the worst just, worst at hiding it. If, if all these other <laughs> if all these other <laughs> alphabet agencies don't ever get. Like I don't even named. want to start to dig into what the MIB has been. Gary DeVore, yeah. buddy. Look up the story. We should do one on it. Screenwriter murdered. Screenwriter murdered. Well, there's another a reason Gary? why all these. There's a, there's a, another Gary. Maybe they just have a thing for Garys. Hey, yeah. Gary. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, there's a reason why the fucking intelligence agencies and everything are always the heroes, and all these fucking TV shows that we're forced to watch. 
little bit of a what's that? What was it? What's that operation? Operation uh, Mockingbird, where they instill CIA Real. agents supposedly into film and TV and news. Isn't there a story where the CIA is like owns the copyright to one of the most successful songs? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That sounds I familiar, that. but I yeah, yeah I'd I have to look it up. But I, that sounds familiar about something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually think, and they're like behind it. It's weird. Anyway, we'll get it. Behind it's, everything. It's, it's, they're behind social media. Wind of change. Is that what it is? Maybe. It's it's just, it's the story of Gary Webb. I personally, I, I rare, yes, suspicious, sure. If you're into conspiracies, 100%, it has all the makings. But when you look into yeah. it, you go, Why? They, they already scorpions, yeah. They already they already ruined this guy. They like ruined his life. They're already involved in his death. Either way, either way, it doesn't matter. They're involved. Uh, so it's 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 just crazy. It's crazy what these, you know, and people forget. Don't and do. So that's why the moral here. of the story is: don't try and do any good journalism because it may come yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, just don't write about right? the CIA. Yeah. Don't write about the CIA. Don't mind your own business. Don't do whatever it takes. In this pieces, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the moral of this story. Uh, that's a fun case file. Uh, Zell, do we have a theorite of the week? We did. You had it. You have it. I have it up. Um, oh, this is a good one. You know what? Sometimes you, all you got to do head over to a UFO festival, or a cool festival, send us a picture, uh, and you get theory of the week. This Scott Martin uh, was uh, at the. Kecksburg UFO uh, Festival in uh, PA. That's cool. dope. So he's, uh, congratulations. I, I actually just closed the window by accident, but he was there, sent a po- picture of the little bell there, a little acorn looking UFO. Um, the Glocka. Yeah, the Glocka. Who knows what it was? Um, thanks for sending that in. You're the theorist of the week. Hope it was fun. Let us know if you see this. Uh, I'm kind of interested how it was. Uh, I'd love to get to more, but it's, you know, it's a little difficult up in Canada. We only get some roving fucking weird Bigfoot ones. Yeah. Not that they're bad. They're there was just... a Bigfoot one in Kelowna, actually, I think we could have went oh, to. There? Yeah, it's the same really? guy, Tom, Tom, Tom Saweed. I could have him on. He's just a, he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting cat. We could have him on. He would come on instantly. I've talked to him numerous times. He was he was one of the only people interested in my Bigfoot photos. Um, I mean, if we had the skull lion on, we could probably have this guy on. Yeah, work. Well, no, he would. He already because I kind of told him when I was, I was like, could I set up a merch booth that you're at the? And we were kind of going back and forth. Nice guy, but he does a lot of goddamn Bigfoot festivals. It's the same. It's the same stuff. It's not. A, it's not a lot of interesting. Well, hey, buddy, blind man. People are asking yeah. for him. He's got to do them. People, people are so, seeing him. They want him. They want to come together and talk about him. Uh, yeah, so he had the Bindernagel <laughs> Festival and then he had one in Merritt and then uh, I, he was probably involved in the one in Kelowna. He's got a Bigfoot. Listen to this one. This one's wild. Bigfoot Alaskan Cruise. What? So you, you all pay. Oh, that sounds sold. like a pod trip. That sounds like a pod trip. Support a fishing boat probably. Because if you're you going to find Bigfoot, it's going to be out on the water. On a cruise, well, That's yeah, and then and then, but what everyone does is what the like. I was reading the chats and stuff. Is they want you to bring like telephoto lenses, telescopes, so you can watch the coastline the entire time. <laughs> Plot twist: Bigfoot awesome. is on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> like you're taking That's picture, fucking... you're taking pictures of the coastline. And you're like, this guy next to me is really tall and really hairy. <laughs> yeah. 
Then you just pay. No, then that. Oh, this is perfect. It's a perfect business idea because then you pay someone to kind of give a little glimpse that they're Bigfoot on the beach. Get a couple photos, spark a little interest. Perfect business. Are you implying that people would hoax Bigfoot? 100%. That's disgusting. For money? Disgusting. And fame? Yeah. Well, Ky- what is his name? Coyote Peterson. He's going to he's gonna hear this. He's going to fucking start. He's going to start it up. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck Coyote Peterson. He sucked my ass. That guy. Um, yeah, definitely suck my ass. And listen, you still got lots of time to get your logo in for their, our logo contest. We're looking for a new logo. First place was three 300 bucks. Second was place it? was 200 And third place was first. I think that's what we offered. Definitely close. And You're getting money. And fourth place, you get jack shit because nothing pays for fourth. Uh, but send us in. Cool. Like We've gotten a couple, some really cool ones. I'm telling you right now, a winner has not been picked. Right. Winner has not been picked. So definitely uh, keep sending them in. Uh, all we're looking for, you see the logo right behind me? The little, uh, you know, our simplistic logo? Incorporate that somewhere in it. Right. And remember, it's a podcast logo. Some people have sent some fucking cool logos, and I'm like, well, that's a shirt for sure. Yeah. Not, you know, not necessarily a, a, a logo for the show, but fucking super dope. Good shit. And if you're not supporting the show and you want to help your boys out, get early access to the case file, ad-free, all the bonus stuff, you got to go to aliantheorist.com, hit the support tab, sign up on Supercast or Patreon, get that classified feed. This week's new supporters, we have Viet, hmm, Gwyn? 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 It's Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, uh... N-G-U-Y-E-N. I really? think she lives near me, yeah. Oh, cool. Paul Anar. Now, what is it? Alba Jordan? Al Jordanson. Zell's so cautious to read because he doesn't know if people are trying to punk or not. So he's like, is this a regular name or a fucking Well, this, this, one's got, this one's got accents in it and shit. Anor Abjordanson. Jordanson. Oh, yeah, that's a Jordanson name. That sounds like you should be able to pronounce that shit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That sounds like your native tongue, buddy. <laughs> Let's go. Lee Alfana. Aaron. Ronalicious Pondalicious. Oh, yeah. Jared Birch. Gavin G. A $50 per month pledge. Top tier by the real clown baby. Hell yeah. Not the fake one, the real one. And last but not least, we got Rick Buss. Hate that fake ass clown baby. That's it. All right. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in after. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.